Hello, and welcome to SB Talk. I'm Julia Miles Davis, a mom, wife, self-care advocate, lover of a good outfit, and a few sips of tea. This is SB Talk, a podcast where I share my perspective on trending topics, parenting, relationships, love, friendship, and life issues. SB Talk is sponsored by my image consulting company, Simone Vivian. Thanks for joining me today. Let's talk. Hello, I'm your host, Julia Miles Davis. My guest today is Nadia Okamoto, co-founder of August, a period product company, the author of Period Power, and founder of Period, the Minstrel Movement, a nonprofit fighting to end period poverty and period stigma. Hi, Nadia, and welcome to SP Talk. Hi, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Thank you for being here. Um, So you and I have a common goal. We both want to do away with shame. You're aiming to stop the stigma and shame around periods. And I'm trying to stop the shame that looms over mental health. So I'd like to first say hats off to you for all of your efforts and all that you're doing. So you are, you. you are most welcome. Um, so you're of the Gen Z generation where entrepreneurship ranks top three in career paths. And you've become extremely successful with a well-known period product, a book, and a nonprofit. How would you describe your career journey from starting your period product company, August, to where you are now? Um, yeah, I mean, August is relatively new, right? We've only been out in the world for about three months. Um, but I would say that it's been such a beautiful and, you know, rewarding experience of working on the company side. I think that, you know, I started my nonprofit when I was 16 and where I think even more than I do now, I always felt like I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. And I feel like where I am now is really kind of, you know, being of a more mature age where I'm able to reflect on all the mistakes I've made in the past where this isn't my first time hiring people or raising money. And um, I think being able to have the experience I did before, I think also, you know, the last year or so has been a lot of my own healing journey um, as someone with PTSD and, you know, BPD. And I think being able to really navigate, you know, my own mental health and healing and even learning how to sleep a lot as a venture back founder has been like very necessary. I applaud you tremendously. How important do you believe having opportunities are to a woman's success? And what opportunities were you given that changed the trajectory of your path? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think that like, first and foremost, like being in the digital age where you know, kind of being able to be in this generation where social media feels so second nature, you know, as much as social media is so harmful at the same time, it's how I've been able to find community, meet the people I work with um, and, you know, build, build these campaigns and companies. And I think that for me, that opportunity has been tremendous. I think also just having the opportunity that I did for education and, you know, being in the family that I had, who is my greatest support network even now. Got it. Okay. So you have quite a few titles and that cause you to play different roles. And I often talk to women about how they list all the roles that they play in their daily lives, basically women that wear multi-hyphenated name tags. And my goal is that women recognize that they come first, the person, because at a certain point, there's a thin line between you defining the roles and then the roles defining you. 
And sometimes you can get lost in that. And when you lose yourself in all the different roles you play, then your mental health can get affected. So how do you occupy space around you in your daily life? And how do you show up for yourself to ensure that Nadia is seen and at the forefront of all the daily roles you play? You know, I think that's something I've really focused on in the last year is like learning how to love sleeping and learning how to like love, you know, kind of taking care of my own energy. I think that because of my work, I have to be rather extroverted, but naturally I'm a much more of an introvert. And I think that that has been, you know, something, you know, recognizing that and creating alone time has been really important for my own mental health. I think at the same time, like, you know, I'm a recovering insomniac and, you know, being able to learn how to like sleep eight hours a day, especially even now as like a venture backed founder, where I think startup culture is notoriously about like not sleeping and being on the brink of burnout, um, I think has been tremendously important. And then, you know, having my own coping mechanisms, right. Knowing that like the bare minimum for me is making sure that I'm on, you know, my ritual of antidepressants and also at the same time that I'm working out once a day. Mm, So that's kind of like your self-care. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So what are your boundaries or what boundaries do you put in place to ensure the protection of your joy? I really think for me, you know, again, like I I wouldn't say that I'm an example for this because I'm still very much learning with it. But I think that for me, like this, protecting my sleep is really important. Got it. Okay. Um, So you have an amazing personality that shines in all of your videos and you have, (laughs) you have also stayed steadfast in your marketing and how you bring awareness to your movement and brand, regardless as to what the naysayers or how they react. I think it's really awe-inspiring because so many times people choose to please the majority over what makes them happy or what truly represents them. What conscious decisions did you make to um, be yourself rather than cater to the majority? It's really interesting because I actually don't think of it as a conscious decision. To me, it's just like, if I have to think about filtering myself, I just don't have as much fun. And I also get tired because then I'm thinking about like conscious decisions to filter myself versus like, if I just like hear talking about, you know, what I care about and, you know, showing up in that. And, you know, that, that to me is the only way that my energy can really be sustained. Um, I think at the same time, like when I look at movements and, you know, people and brands that for me, like really speak to me, it's the ones that feel the most authentic. Right. And so I think that, you know, even coming from the consulting side, knowing that if I'm going to preach authenticity and, you know, really letting your color shine through, then like I need to show up in that way myself. And so I think that for me, if anything, it's like, it's, I've thought of it less as a conscious decision to be myself and more just like the only option in sustaining the energy. Yeah. When I look at your social media and I see you dancing, but also incorporating um, the August brand in it, it just, it, to me, it just fits. It makes sense. You're in your panties. <laughs> you have on the pad. You're advertising it. I just love it all. I think it's the best. <laughs> um, so what are you not afraid to go for? I think everything that you see online, but at the same time, like I'm very, I'm an anxious pers- person. I'm always kind of scared of what people are going to say, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't really pay attention to it. So are you surprised at the overwhelming positive responses that you're getting? Um, not really, because at the same time, it's like I, everything I'm saying, I always feel like is kind of obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling people that like periods are natural and then they're like, oh yeah, they are, you know? And so I'm not really surprised most of all, because like 
I think that when we talk about periods and mental health, it's like something we all deal with. So um, I, I, I'd say that I'm excited for it. Um, I'm constantly learning more about these platforms and even like how to use them. Um, and for that, I'm, you know, very excited. Oh my God. That makes me feel so much better about myself. I'm approaching 40 and you're in your 20s. So if you're telling me that you have issue with working some of this technology, then I don't feel that I'm having as many senior moments. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, what is your perspective on regret? Um, I think that uh, regret could be a way of someone, you know, trying to understand what they need to be accountable for, you know, um, in decisions or past mistakes. Um, and I think that for me, something that I really tried to grapple with is like, instead of feeling regret, how do I turn that into action, right? Like, I just feel like for me, there, there are things that one could say that I regret. So then like, I either can sit around and wallow in it, or I can go, you know, try to do something about it. That's a great perspective. So there's a term used called trauma of productivity, and you kind of touched on this earlier. The need to constantly be in action, doing, accomplishing, a mentality where you're one-upping yourself to produce more. Of course, you should work you know, as hard as you can, um, but without burning out, causing stress, depression, worry, or unhappiness. Do you feel the constant pressure to be doing, or are you capable of sitting still, and do you think it can be productive to sit still for a moment? I definitely think it can be productive. Is it my strong suit? Absolutely not. I think that, you know, my mental health conditions especially are, you know, revolve around not being able to sit still, you know, and so I think that for me, I'm not a good example of this. It's something that I'm constantly trying to learn. And I think it's something that is conditioned into us, like even by capitalism. Um, so what's something that you're able to uh, or prepared to walk away from if need be? Um, I think my, you know, dare I say it, like, I think that social media, social media is something that I feel like I really try to detach from because it's not necessarily always the real world. I think it's a very powerful tool. But I think for me, it's really important to acknowledge that like, that's not all of who I am. Oh my goodness. A hundred percent. I often talk about social media on my podcast and the thin line between it being this great platform, this fun platform, as well as a great business tool to completely switching and being a complete and total mind fudge. So I had taken a hiatus, maybe about seven months off of being wow. social, on social media. And I'll admit, like it really ate at me for a little while. And I would have these moments where I really wanted to get on and see what people were doing. But it definitely sucked me of my joy. And that's when I knew I had to get off of it. Constantly comparing myself and seeing what peers were doing and how they were progressing in life and then comparing my situation. So it was definitely time for me to take a break. So yeah, I agree. Um, so in a passage I read about being in your 20s, in brief, it read, it seems your 20s are made for the buildup, a steady progression of acquiring better and more. It seems like the most important thing in the world is to build a picture of the way you have it together, the things the world would look at and approve of. But your 20s are about unlearning too, stripping away lukewarm loves, work you don't thrive doing, friends you've outgrown, and any limiting ideas you've been leaning on to guide you. Your 20s are for you, in fact, to start making room for your actual life to begin. I also say that can be for your 30s or 40s. But anyway, how do you think women can unlearn years of gender stereotypes or narratives 
that have told us where our place should be in the home, office, or society? I think it's really just like exposing yourself to different opportunities. I think for me, like I, I love reading about, you know, and learning from badass women and, you know, leaders and to honestly like learning history, right? Like I think for me, I'm, I love the history of learning about these movements and the gender equality movement, because I think it really puts into perspective, like, the privilege and even responsibility we have to, you know, take advantage of the freedoms that we've been given. Um, and I think by learning the history and, you know, doing the studies behind it too, understanding the importance of continuing to fight for equal opportunity and gender, gender equality. Okay. What are your strengths that make you special? I think that for me, I like to pride myself in just like uh, I really, I'm an experiential learner. And I think that for me, this idea of like learning by doing, um, and kind of not being afraid to mess up in that has been really important. Okay. What do you place value on in your life? I would say, oh gosh, definitely like sleep <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that as women, we have to forgive ourselves for all of the pressure that we put on ourselves. Um, the pressure to have it all have it all together, have a perfect life, a perfect work life, relationship. Um, if you were able to forgive yourself for something, what would that thing be? I think just hurting myself for so many years, right? Like mm. I think, especially as someone with borderline personality disorder and like society or otherwise, I think punishing myself was a huge part of like my um, grievance process and also like bad habits of it. Um, and you know, a lot of that is linked to my own trauma. And I think that for me, that's something I am always going to keep working, working on. Okay. Um, so I want to ask you about self-image on the clearest of days. How would you, or how do you see yourself? Um, I think I would see myself as just someone who's trying to be really present. Um, I think being present is something that I struggle with and, um, on my best days, I think being present is a really big win. Okay. What are three words that you would use to describe love? And do those also apply to your self-love? Unconditional, always growing, and curious. I love it. All right. And what are you most optimistic about in the life that lies ahead? I honestly think it is love. I think that for me, like learning to love myself, but also like really finding deeper relationships with the people around me. I love it. And we'll end there. Again, thank you and have a wonderful rest of your day. You too, Julia. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Subscribe to my podcast and visit SimoneVivian.com. Let's talk again.